Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another one-on-one podcast. And with me today, I have Ranjith Kumaran, who's CEO and co-founder of Hightail. Welcome. Thanks for having me. This is a, this is a real treat to be here. That's, it's great to have you. Uh, we were just, just chatting before we started, and I know you and I are very much on the same page when it comes to the content challenge, and I'm going to ask where Hightail fits in sure. there. But, but basically, uh, as I see it, and I'd be interested to get your perspective... Um, analytics, the ability to segment audiences, produce ever more granular audience segments, is almost outstripping brands' ability to keep up with the development of a, a wide enough range of content to make all that worthwhile. But tell me from your perspective. Yeah, definitely. Uh, content is still the bottleneck. What we find is the investment that's gone into marketing automation and um, analytics and A-B testing frameworks. We're more and more uh, testing new channels, new uh, content formats, infographics, video. Uh, it's, it's not like the old days where there were a few channels and you could test two things and figure out which resonated. But at the same time, um, half the companies we talk to are not planning on adding new resources. Right. So you got to get better at creating that content. You have to get more efficient at uh, uh, your creative process. It's difficult, isn't it? Because there's so much content out there now. Um, Customers, consumers, prospects, they're, they're saturated with stuff. They're, they're getting tired of all this content. So to be able to make an impact, your content has to be really high quality and relevant, but then that's expensive. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, this is the, the bar that's been set you know, really high. Uh, it has to be unique content. Uh, it has to be on the right channel. So if it's Instagram, it's six seconds. <laughs> right. If it's on YouTube, it's two minutes. So uh, different variants of the, the, the same high quality co- content needs to be cranked out. So, you know, how do you leverage your core assets? How do you leverage the uh, the expertise of the team? Yeah. And how do you keep this uh, moving so that you can cover all your bases? Yeah, I, I was actually at a content marketing conference yesterday, and one of the speakers made the very interesting point that it's not just a matter of having an asset and just changing its size to fit the different channels. You really have to be thinking about the kind of content suitable for those channels and the audience within those channels, so it just keeps multiplying them. Yeah, that's right. We, we, we actually work with a uh, really innovative uh, retailer they're called Kaibo Watches, and um, you would never think they're a you know, watch brand out of uh, the Netherlands for millennials. And guess where most of their video ends up? It's on Instagram uh, because they're very popular with uh, the DJ community who are always, you know, promoting themselves on channels like Instagram. So they have to get really good not only at, you know, the regular content that they're creating, but also on specifically for Instagram. Like what are the best practices there? And it's not just shrinking down the, the, uh, the, the generic video that you created. It's, 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 it's different, you know, uh, techniques that you use for channels like Instagram. Okay. Um, I do want to come back and talk about Hightail, where it came from, and uh, what its mission is. But I thought before that, you actually sent me um, some predictions for this year, predictions about content marketing. And I thought, there's four of them. Let's go through them one by Let's one and, and, uh, and expand on them for me. The first one is live video is going to become the new normal. Yeah, this is this is a big prediction. We've been seeing more and more uh, you know, live video segments. I think it uh, it's because uh, brands are looking to uh, find authentic ways to communicate to uh, audiences. And in live video, there's nowhere to hide. I mean, it, it, <laughs> right. it, it, if it's rehearsed, it looks rehearsed. If it's uh, genuine, it looks genuine. So uh, there's no, you know, no editing capabilities in real time. Uh, that being said, I think, you know, for the, for the brands that are not uh, yet on the live video track, uh, video in general is uh, the number one. Uh, 73% of um, 
Uh, brands that we talk to say that their CEOs and CMOs are demanding more original video content in general, but uh, we do see it skewing towards live video. That seems, that seems right. Is it, is it true across a range of verticals, or is it really very much more um, B2C, media, that kind of thing? No, we see it across the board. Um, you know, We serve about 1,200 different uh, brands and agencies, anywhere from uh, kind of the small uh, SMBs all the way up to you know, major uh, e-tailers. And, uh, and folks like that. So we have a pretty broad cross-section, and I think people are just figuring out that the visual language of video, imagery, infographics uh, is just processed and retained a lot better. So I think uh, scientifically, uh, a consumer will uh, remember, and uh, process and remember uh, images 60,000 times better than text. <laughs> oh, so wow. it, it, we're not talking about you know, small, small differences. We're, we're really talking about game-changing. Uh, interactions and uh, experiences. That's very significant. Okay, looking at number two, marketing's content pipeline, and we've just been talking about the problems with that, will become as critical as the sales deal pipeline. Yeah, this is uh, so. You know, when we when we started using the term content pipeline, it was really a throwback to kind of the manufacturing pipeline. Yeah, right. Where that's it's mission critical. If, if, if any piece fails, the whole thing collapses. But uh, the, the the thing to remember here is uh, the marketing content pipeline. Uh, that it's people driven. It's it's a people driven process. So we're really talking about human capital here and how to really leverage. Uh, your teams to create better content faster, and uh, the the analogy to the the, the um, Salesforce kind of environment. Where does your team get together? And it, in Salesforce's model, the account manager, the the rep, and the, the CFO can get together and, and really you know, talk about strategic um, the cadence of the company. There's really nothing like that for um, the marketing world. That right. I, I think. You actually wrote a recent article. It might have been today that uh, says there's you know six thousand different uh, you know almost six thousand different marketing tools gotcha. available in the long tail. So so we really don't see a single place for creative teams to get together and do their work together. So so uh, silos start to emerge, and that's 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 not good, especially at the velocity that we're talking about. Yeah, the extraordinary thing about the uh, marketing technology space, as I think I said, there seems to be huge growth when it comes to the. Uh, the cutting edge of data collection, data analysis, data insights, artificial intelligence, machine learning. But that can really just run way ahead of the ability of brands to keep up and to actually make use of this. Yeah, th th this is all human-powered, so if you, if you don't invest in how uh, your people do better work faster and uh, really understand the business metrics around it, uh, there, there's no way to keep up. Okay. Now, third prediction, um, this has an interesting term in it, which I know you can explain to us, marketing and creative teams will pay an even higher collaboration tax. So what's that? Yeah, this is, this is uh, again, what we've been talking about with different channels and different formats, and you're testing um, you know, new, new creative all the time. Um, that doesn't come for free. Uh, we, we find that uh, over 70% of creatives on teams uh, report that they're spending two hours a day just giving status updates. Uh, ah. Here's the new yeah. channel, here's the new creative, here's the feedback I'm getting, here's how the testing is going, and that's that's really demoralizing for creative teams, they, they, they pretty much um, all work kind of bottoms up of how do, you, how do I do my best work, create my best um, um, content, and you know, perfect my craft there, and, and ultimately the, the tax ends up manifesting itself in the fact that 30% of creatives we talk to are actively looking for a new job. Ah, right. Um, I'd understand that you can end up instead of doing creative work spending half your day 
filling in spreadsheets or sending emails, telling people what you're doing and who's got to approve it next and where it is in the... Yeah, and it, it, it's really you know simple things like uh, teaching your teams and teaching organizations to give and get feedback better. That's, yeah. that's a core part of the iterative workflow of, of how creative, better creative is is, uh, is accomplished. And it's kind of first principles, how do you ask for the right feedback at the right time, how do you get the, the approvals, how do you manage that, uh, you know, uh, there's lots of tools out there, Hightail is certainly, you know, one, one, yeah. uh, one uh, platform that uh, focuses on that, but there's um, also a little bit of a disconnect in a lot of companies that we're, we're talking to, brands that we're talking to are still trying to use old school email and, you know, spreadsheets and, yes. you know, milestone-based project management tools that don't speak that visual language that, that we've been talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And the fourth prediction, more reviewers are joining the creative develop, development process and it's it's causing headaches getting complicated right yeah getting very specific um, you know one of our one of our survey results uh, says that 57% of executives are seeing people outside the creative domain uh, outside the marketing domain getting in on the creative review process <laughs> and this isn't surprising because we we've got a wave of you know design led companies yes. uh, emerging and if you think about if you um, we, we talked about Human capital and retaining and and uh, recruiting the best people. If you go to any, you know, uh, modern company's um, HR page or recruiting page, what's it full of? It's video. It's infographics. It's you know the just visually uh, portraying what type of um, uh, benefits there are for for working for an organization. And these aren't professional marketers. These aren't you know uh, folks that have been used to the creative process. Mm -hmm. So now you've got people sticking their nose in where they have no training and no background and that's really frustrating for, for the team. So yeah, definitely uh, as more people you know, join the creative review process, uh, it's going to get tougher to manage. Okay. It makes me wonder, is there a, a talent shortage when it comes to creative now? Because well, I, I don't have figures in front of me, but the way uh, the quantity of content out there has been increasing exponentially. Must surely be some pressure on uh, creative teams. Yeah, I, I you know I, I sympathize because um, I'm a technologist. I run uh, a couple of uh, Silicon Valley startups, and what we're seeing is that that shortage of technical talent mm -hmm. uh, is now being mirrored by the, the shortage of design talent as well. So in any major you know uh, creative uh, geography that you want to be in, New York, LA, San Francisco, London, uh, you name it. Um, there's you know, more and more uh, demand for creative folks, and um, one you know one way to really keep ahead of that is to retain your best talent. So yeah. how do you how do you uh, give them what they need? Um, I, I always talk about creative process. Process is a top-down you know uh, word. It's about reliability and efficiency. Whereas creative is bottoms up. So how do those two worlds meet? And how do you how do you keep harmony in that so that you recruit and retain uh, the best talent? Yes. Now. As I said, let's switch gear and talk about Hightail, because you're obviously interested in the principles underlying uh, the creative process, but also you bring technology to yeah. it as well. So what's Hightail's approach to the problem? Sure. So, so our, our, the roots of the company uh, were, you know, very simply, how do you help creative professionals, individual creative professionals, show off their best work um, in, in the best uh, light possible and uh, we did that very successfully for uh, many years um, you know we have over 150,000 paid subscribers to our, our um, individual services and then as the 
as the business matured, we learned a lot about creative process management and workflows, and that, that's what we do today for 1,200 different brands and agencies, is how do you modernize, how do you get more efficiency out of your creative process, and uh, that's what we do. We, we're a creative tools vendor to help uh, individuals and especially creative companies deliver their best work. Okay, so in other words, you're not doing the creative yourself, you're providing, you're enabling. Well, we eat our own dog food, and uh, we, we use uh, Hytale, of course, uh, to uh, produce our own content, sure. but and, and, and yeah, we're, we're definitely creatives at heart, but uh, we are the, the, the collaborative tool vendor for creatives in uh, agencies and, and brands. I was going to say agencies or brands, is, is there any uh, weighting towards one or the other? Yeah, right now we're, we're heavily weighted towards, I, I wouldn't even call it agencies, but kind of the agency process where right. uh, it's high volume communication, high volume review and approval around uh, creative assets that you're creating for a third party. It could be an external client, it could be the an internal client, but there's a there's a trusted team that's you know talking every day and iterating, creating their best work, and then how do you best communicate it out to the, the final stakeholder? So uh, that whole process, you know, is is usually a a mashup of bad practices on email and spreadsheets and um, you know collaborative uh, environments that were built for text-based yes. languages. Uh, we're we're talking about visual uh, you know uh, languages now, and that's uh, that's where we focused on is you know. What's the magic that needs to happen for creative content, videos, images, uh, Adobe documents, you know, PowerPoints, and, and uh, presentations? It's very different than you know, co-authoring a, a text document. Right. So uh, that's where we put our brain power. Okay, and there's there's a lot of creative magic to happen out there, but it's uh, it's a matter of pulling it all together and matching it up with the data as well. That's correct, and uh, creative process management is, is hard, but uh, there's a lot of data out there that uh, we try to leverage. I mean, we see thousands of projects, new projects uh, come up in our system every day, so you know, gathering insights, best practices, um, you know, managing your team, those are all, all parts of uh, what we, we help you do with the, uh, with the creative collaboration suite that we have. Okay, well, Ranjit, thank you so much for stopping by today and shedding some light on the creative challenge for us. Oh, thanks, this was a lot of fun, and I hope to do it again soon. Okay, thanks everyone, and look out for the next one-on-one podcast.